<laughs> uh, obviously, without naming names. Uh, what was that situation that you wrote that song about? That you like took some weight off your shoulders. Um. Okay. So it was this boy that I met while going. Not a man. Here. Not <laughs> not a man, because there's a difference. <laughs> um. And let's just say, like we we first met, and I like did feel this connection that mm-hmm. I never really had before. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie. And um, we texted each other, and we were very friendly with each other. Like he would walk me to my car, mm-hmm. and he was very sweet. It wasn't until, like, one day he was like, do you want to hang out? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and he's like, yeah, um, so me and my girlfriend were going to be there. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, <laughs> um, actually, I totally forgot. I had plans with my best friend, so I can't go. <laughs> um, so, anyway, that just continued, and we just continued being friends but it still felt like there was flirting coming from both sides yeah and then eventually it just one day he like came up to me and he was he said is did you ever have a crush on me because me and my girlfriend were going through we had a fight and it was about you I guess she saw some like really old text messages from us and Quote, unquote, really old text messages. Really old text messages because I honestly haven't texted him in a while. So I was just like, what do you mean? She's mm-hmm. been looking through text messages. that I, I barely even talked to you in a while through text. <laughs> and um, he was like, yeah, I just want to know, like, did, were you ever interested in me? And I said, of course, I said no. <laughs> I said no because if he did not feel the same way. I didn't want to be like, yeah, I, I liked you. And then he would say no. But he said yes. He said yes, he did have feelings for me. And I just was like, in my mind, I'm thinking, if you're not happy in your relationship, why are you still in this relationship? Mm-hmm. Like, what's what's the point? <laughs> in my mind, I'm just thinking that. So till this day, he still doesn't know that I that I liked him. So he will probably never know, and that yeah. will be my secret. <laughs> right. Well, unless this person listens to this, that's fine. Um, if he does, well, then he'll know, but <laughs> and that's fine. It empowered you in a way to write a song about it. It did, because it was just something that, honestly, it did hurt my feelings, because it was like emotions that I have felt for someone, and that there was a connection there that I felt. And I know that he felt it too because he's definitely said it to me a few times. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of weird, I guess, because I can't really do anything. Mm -hmm. I am not going to be the girl that, like, breaks up someone else's relationship. I'm never going to be that person. So it's like that's also why I never confessed to him that I had feelings that day because I was like he's probably gonna, You're gonna go break something else. exactly I don't want to break something for me like it should be broken because you're not happy yes. in your relationship mm-hmm. not because of me mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, I'm trying to think through what leads someone to be willing to do this, right? Yeah. Like, if you already don't like the relationship mm-hmm. that you're in, mm-hmm. I guess there's, like, momentum. Mm-hmm. Is that... Because, I mean, we've been together this long. Might as well just... Continue Continue, yeah. even though I'm going to, like, start flirting with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I think there's a thing about being a boy. Mm-hmm. I've made these mistakes in the past. Okay. Um, where, because there's no line... Mm-hmm. drawn mm-hmm. you're okay with crossing it yeah and it's just like this stupid like legal speak mm-hmm. like i'm not touching you mm-hmm. therefore like i'm still annoying you yeah but i'm not touching you right um and that's sort of childish like well i'm not really cheating because blah 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 mm-hmm. and this thing mm-hmm. and so you become okay with mm-hmm. the thing and sometimes it gets even bigger mm-hmm. than that mm-hmm. but you're still like well I didn't cross this line mm-hmm. like I didn't do this thing mm-hmm. yet mm-hmm. yet <laughs> yet yeah um, and so eventually you do cross a threshold uh-huh. and then feelings are hurt yes um, and this probably isn't exclusive just to guys. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are girls out there well. that do that. Um, but the longer that we allow ourselves mm-hmm. to go, well, I, I guess this is okay, and I'm still kind of squirming around this way. Mm-hmm. I'm about to make a leap of logic, but mm-hmm. like it's the same way that people justify abusing their significant others Mm -hmm. and relationships Mm -hmm. and being the abuser Mm -hmm. or cheating on people Mm -hmm. or whatever it Mm -hmm. might be. You let that run long enough Mm -hmm. and you go, well, I'm not doing this, Mm -hmm. so it's okay. Or or eventually it's just like, well, I have to do this or else blank. Mm -hmm. And so... I'm going to hit my wife or like whatever yeah. the, yeah. um, you can take that sample out of context and just say that I hit my <laughs> wife, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've said worse things hypothetically on this podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but gladly I'm not running for some sort of political office, nor can I. Um, <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> um, but, I don't know. I think that I guess I'm I'm walking through it as more mm-hmm. of just like a if you've done this or if you've been on the other side of this, mm-hmm. like I guess this is the thought process that yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cuz I definitely have thought about it cuz it's not just like I've heard other even like guy friends that I've had that they'll talk about how they're not happy in their relationships and they'll talk to a girl or something and I'm just like 
you're not happy. Why are you still with this person? This person's also going to get hurt if you don't want to be with them anymore. Just Mm. tell them, Mm. you know? So then I'm like, is it kind of a good thing that I guess it didn't pan out? Because would I end up being the next girl that Mm -hmm. would he he not be happy with? And then he would find someone else to be flirty with? Mm -hmm. That's also like where my next logic sense like right, right. makes me think like maybe it was a good thing that nothing panned out from it. Sure. Also, is it your responsibility as the other girl or mm-hmm. the other guy mm-hmm. to tell the person, tell either person? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the answer. I'm just kind of speaking out hypothetically. I, I, I think, well, I think it depends. I think it depends. <laughs> I think for this instance, because I honestly never did anything. If I flirted with him, it was mostly like when we were actually together. There was no like actual text messages Mm. that I would send that were like that could be seen as like, oh, she's being flirty or anything. Um, But I honestly feel like they should be the ones to tell their significant other Mm. that something's going on sure however i <laughs> did receive photos from someone that we went to high school with mm. and i definitely did not ask for these photos i don't even know why he even like i never sure. i haven't spoken to this person in years and they just felt the need to send me these pictures and i saw that he was engaged mm. and i definitely did find his fiance and showed her what he sent me. I don't know if anything happened from that, but I felt the need in that case to say something. Does this happen to ladies often? I'm sort of saying that hypothetically, but I kind of know the answer. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Especially if you are on dating apps, which Mm. is why I do not have them anymore. I've downloaded it twice, (laughs) and I definitely do not plan on downloading it ever again. Sure. But, yes, guys feel the need to, like, send me stuff or even say things. And I'm like, I just want to have a conversation. Right. I don't want to talk about your dick. Yeah. Like, plain as that. Yeah. Uh, I think Chris Ryan talked about it. He he wrote a book about sex. But, like, there's nothing— magical about your penis there's nothing like oh if she could just see it maybe she will fall in love with me like there's no magical thing about your penis it like nobody's penis is great it yeah it's awful it's it's just a thing that dudes have and i'm like okay um cool i guess (laughs) like how do i how do i even respond back to something like that I feel like guys want me to say something, like, really dirty, and I'm just, like, I'm not feeling anything <laughs> for just a picture, especially from a dude that I don't even know. <laughs> like, right. um, So, I mean, there's some methods that I've seen, which is, like, one is you could save one of those, and then the next guy that sends you one, you send them the other Ooh. guy's dick pic. 
You know, that's actually, um, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that. Okay. Um, but then also, uh, this is more of like a, there's this girl who, um, her name's Alana Pierce. She She's popular in the games industry mm-hmm. uh, or games journalism industry. And um, guys would send her like threats, like rape threats and death threats and stuff like that. Because okay. like she's very attractive, right. but she right. also has opinions on video games. Uh-huh. And that's those are two things that you can't be apparently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so what she did was uh, whenever a guy sent her or multiple guys sent her like death threats and stuff, mm-hmm. She would screenshot it and find their mom on social media and say, hey, your son sent me this. You should talk to them about it. I love that. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if you're a grown-ass man Mm -hmm. or if you're, like, some, you know, 16-year-old basement dweller. Mm -hmm. Like, once your mom tells you, (laughs) like, are you verbally berating women on the internet? Like... You're probably going to stop. Yeah. (laughs) That would be so embarrassing. But at the same time, I am glad that she did that. Yeah. Find find the moms and just send them the dick pics that these dudes are sending me. Yeah, yeah. I should do that. Yeah. It's like, hey, uh, your son just sent me this unsolicited. I don't know him, but he decided to show his genitals to me. So... You should probably talk to him about that. You should talk to him about, like, not talking to girls like this. (laughs) It's not even talking. It's just, like, a picture. (laughs) Yeah. But, yeah, once again, there's nothing magical about a penis. Um, It, yeah, it doesn't work that way. (laughs) (laughs) It's honestly personality, guys. Yeah. So. Um, Wait, really? You just have to have a nice personality? Yeah. People... People have been looking for the answers for how to get women all this time, and it's just been like, be a nice guy. Yeah, just be a nice guy. It's but not women a... hate nice guys. That's Don't you know this? Lies. <laughs> so many lies. Because women only date douchebags. Have I dated douchebag douchebags? Yes, but <laughs> it's not on purpose. Like I'm not <laughs> looking for like, ooh, who's who's the most dick dude in this school or in general no i think they're nice at first and then i see their true colors and i'm like yes. okay they're a douchebag <laughs> bye yeah um and that's the thing too is that like guys put on this facade of like well like you were talking about this person earlier like mm-hmm. oh they'll walk you to your car mm-hmm. open the door for mm-hmm. you and then like once they're in they're like all right well i don't have to I don't have to try anymore. Yeah. (laughs) And then I'm like, I still like those nice things. Those nice things didn't just disappear because we decided Mm -hmm. to be together. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Eh. But uh, be aware of fake people. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That that has been something that's also been like, I want to get to know this person a lot longer before I even say anything that we're like a thing because mm-hmm. I don't want to get played. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it seems a little weird, but like asking your friends about them, mm-hmm. asking their friends about mm-hmm. them to see if like, oh, well, I think I like this guy. Should I, you know, 
is it worth or, it? Or this girl, mm-hmm. like, should I blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot harder in the heterosexual sense to do that with guys talking about women mm-hmm. because it tends to devolve into like, oh, no, she's a slut or, oh, mm-hmm. blah, 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 or she's hot. And it's like really gross. Um, <laughs> and so uh, ask guys who mm-hmm. aren't meatheads okay. uh, if you're going to ask about a girl. Uh, <laughs> but also, I'll, I also want to say that like locker room talk, as they say, mm-hmm. is not acceptable. I don't think – I think maybe because – middle schoolers thought it was edgy to talk about girls in that way. Mm -hmm. And so it just gets normalized because Mm -hmm. no one in middle school knows what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, oh, this guy that's in eighth grade is talking about girls this way. And I'm in sixth grade and he's super cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nobody knows what they're doing. Locker room (laughs) talk isn't okay. Um, Just you could just respect people as human beings um but you know Mm -hmm. so i i think we should even take it a step further and go anytime anyone is talking that way about anyone in either direction too Mm -hmm. i don't know if women talk this way about men but it's like if anyone's like oh yeah they're super hot blah 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 and like objectifying them Mm -hmm. maybe if you're hearing this take a step in and be like hey, man, you sound like a douchebag and you should probably treat women as human beings or mm-hmm. treat other human beings mm-hmm. as human beings because um, you're not going to get a whole lot of relationships that way if they find out that you're talking about them in this mm-hmm. way. So true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that hard, guys. Yeah. But aside from that, yes, asking friends about another person to be like, mm-hmm. hey, is this guy a douchebag? Mm-hmm. Because they're likely to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> that could save you a whole lot of time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I mean, have you been the advice giver on that front? Uh, yeah. I mean, if see, I always if people ask me for advice, I'll give you advice. Mm. But it's very rare that I will give advice just for the sake of giving advice because I feel like there's a line, mm-hmm. you know, there. <laughs> and unless it's like my best friend, like Jordan, if you're listening to this, <laughs> I would definitely tell her straight up, like, I don't like this person for you. But if someone else was like asking me about relationship advice and they personally asked me, I would be like, okay. I'm going to give you advice. It's going to be really blunt. It's going to be really honest. Take it how you will. Mm -hmm. And maybe you shouldn't be with this person because of X, Y, Z or whatever. Yeah. Honesty is important. (laughs) Um, On that front, just to like take a side tangent here. um, How do you take criticism? Because sometimes I'm bad at it. Oof. Oof. <laughs> it depends on what it's about. Sometimes I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm bad at it too sometimes. Like, because then I go into this like mental state and it's not a good mental mm-hmm. state to be in where I'm like, 
maybe I'm trash. Maybe I'm not good. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? Yeah, yeah. Why am I spending time on this? Should I just like look for a whole nother career or something? Yeah. Or like if someone talks about, well, no one has ever talked about my weight, but like I will talk about my weight and then I'm like, I should lose weight. I should not be eating this. Why am I doing this? Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is much bigger in music because mm-hmm. when we make music, it's so attached to mm-hmm. us. us. Kind of like yeah. the, the identity mm-hmm. thing that we were talking about. Um, and so for someone to tell you like, hey, this wasn't as good or mm-hmm. you were kind of pitchy mm-hmm. or like, stuff like this, it's like, ow. This hurts me as I'm being stabbed. Yeah. This is a personal mm-hmm. attack. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, it's not a personal attack. They're being honest. I want you to mm-hmm. be a better musician. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's really hard for me, mm-hmm. like as a composer, mm-hmm. to receive stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I have to like I have to ready myself and or like afterwards convince myself, like, <laughs> no, that wasn't about me. That was about like, you did a thing, mm-hmm. and they probably know a little bit about mm-hmm. this thing. Especially because, like, lately I've been talking to professors and mm-hmm. people with doctorates in music mm-hmm. that are like, hey, you know, having a trumpet play this high in this range for mm-hmm. a long time can be very exhausting. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Like, mm-hmm. and don't take that as you are bad and you are a bad Trash. composer. And it's like, oh, no, I should give up everything. Mm-hmm. Like, no. It's like, yeah, he's probably right. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I just, man, when it comes to my own stuff, I'm like, I'll be okay in the moment. And then I go home and I'm like, man, I'm trash. Like, <laughs> I, I need to just give this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. But I'm like, okay, I need to, I'm like, this is how the industry works. Like, people are always going to tell me stuff all the time. I just need to be like, okay, it's fine. This is going to make me a better person, Mm -hmm. a better artist. Right. And if it comes from the right people, Mm -hmm. From the right person, yeah. If, you know, some, some guy in the band is like, that you only have like two classes with is like, Oh, you sounded kind of pitchy. It's like, shut up, dude. You don't know me. (laughs) But if, like, Sephra Mm -hmm. is like, hey, maybe, you know, check those notes, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I I definitely probably should work on that. (laughs) Like, Sephra, you're right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, yeah, if if it's just some rando, it's like, Mm -hmm. shut up, dude. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Where's your merit? Yeah. (laughs) You don't have one. Got him. Why should I take singing lessons from a bass player? Whatever. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Singing and playing bass is hard. So I honestly, if there is a bassist that is a good singer and gives me advice, then I would take their advice twice over because it's really hard to sing and play bass at the same time. Um, But that's that's a whole other thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are you ever the advice giver or the... critique giver um sometimes yeah but I always like I always feel because then I think about like 
me and how I would want someone to say it. So I usually try to say it like really nice and like, mm. hey, like maybe that one part you should just like change it to something else. Like, I don't know. Or your pitch was just a little off. Like if you did it like this, I think it would be fine. Mm. <laughs> so I go, I try to be really gentle about yeah, yeah, yeah. the critiques I give people <laughs> or advice. Yeah. Well, and then sometimes they'll go right back and just like trash themselves. Like, no, I didn't mean that. But no, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, we were working something on something yesterday, and uh, a guy was like playing it, like just kind of like trying to get through it and like play it right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know that I can change that if if it doesn't have to be slurred. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it can just tongue it all. He was like, no, I'm just garbage. And I'm like, no, like I I can change that if it's too hard. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who yeah, like yeah. says stuff like that. I am trash. <laughs> um, which I mean, like, yeah, we're musicians and we say that about ourselves mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. And there are some people that I see. Um, I don't know if you know him. He's even before my time at ACM, but uh, a guitarist named Ted Tamayo. Um, he he'll constantly be on Facebook being like, I'm a trash guitarist and I suck at everything. And like, no, I've heard him play mm-hmm. and he's really freaking mm-hmm. good. Uh, but just times when he's like, uh, I'm a trash guitarist and I suck at everything. It's like, no, dude, no, you're, you're, you're really good. freaking good. <laughs> you should not think of yourself like that. Yeah, yeah. But we're, we're always holding ourselves to this ridiculous standard that everything has to be mm-hmm. perfect. Um, and there is something that I've been, other side tangent, something I've been noticing uh, whenever people talk about making music or performing music and stuff. There's sort of like a almost like biblical sense that's going on mm-hmm. whenever they're talking about like, oh, whenever the Beatles recorded this, mm-hmm. they did this thing, and that's how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the story, the mm-hmm. legend behind the thing. Mm-hmm. And not really. Everyone's Everyone was just kind of going through the thing, mm-hmm. and they made it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, technically we're all going through the thing. It's just how we come out of it if we're like, good or not yeah yeah so (laughs) i don't think there's like anything really like magical or like oh my god the beatles they did this we should maybe try to recreate it you should recreate your own thing yeah yeah exactly if you become famous someday there's gonna be stuff on your records that people Mm -hmm. are gonna be like oh how did you do this thing it's like, oh, well, I just came in the room and, like, we tried this thing. This person tried this thing, and I liked how it sounded. Uh, and so we went with that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's literally how any session would mm-hmm. go. But then it becomes some sort of apocry- apocryphal story mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, this thing happened on this recording. And he like, gets right exactly yeah. like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could try. Yeah. Um, and that's actually something that I really enjoyed about taking production here is that, uh, a lot of students ask those questions. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, how did they do this thing? Or how would you do this thing? Mm -hmm. Since, oh, you're this teacher and I really admire you. And Mm -hmm. it's like, 
Well, they would always be like, well, I would do it this way. You can try it differently. Mm -hmm. And if you like how it sounds, then do it that way. Mm -hmm. And they like tried to dispel the Mm -hmm. magic of Mm -hmm. like, oh, what goes with this mic and this Mm -hmm. thing and this array of things? Mm -hmm. And it's just, do you like how it sounds? Mm -hmm. Is it cool? Good. Keep it. Go for it. (laughs) I think that's what I found a lot of like just asking Nick Lay or just like different people that music is honestly just like whatever you liked at that moment in time Mm -hmm. and you just, like, decide to record it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. It's not... I don't think it's as magical, I think, of a moment like everyone thinks it is. Yeah. (laughs) So just, like, mess with stuff. Yeah. Be adventurous. Yeah. Do something by accident, then maybe that's what you were looking for the whole time. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I do feel like um, improvisation is something that isn't emphasized enough Mm -hmm. throughout school. Um, And I mean, especially for for me coming from, like, more classical world, Mm -hmm. because I started band in uh, middle school. Mm -hmm. And so everything was just like, do the notes on the page and make Mm -hmm. this sound good and Mm -hmm. stuff. But there was never any focus on trying to make stuff up mm-hmm. and being good at making stuff mm-hmm. up uh, in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so even going into college when there would be in just like classes where people mm-hmm. would just, hey, we're going to, you know, make up a melody mm-hmm. and here we go. Improvise. They're like, oh, geez, I, I can't. Uh. I can't. And just try it if it doesn't work that's try fine again. <laughs> because we're just making stuff up here we're literally just making stuff up here <laughs> yeah i think so too cuz even like um one of my friends who goes here his name is Ryan and he does a lot of like EDM stuff like mm-hmm. there's been like once or twice that he just called me over to his place and he's like let's Let's just make something Mm -hmm. and then he'll drop it or whatever. And I didn't have lyrics already prepared or anything. Like we made that stuff as we kept playing it over and over again. Exactly. And then it was like, okay, cool. We liked it. He made something out of it. And yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, wow. After like listening to him, like master it and stuff. I'm like, wow, he did that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. But also you did that. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't think I could do stuff, but I think that's also why going back to, like, the previous topic of me saying just yes to pretty much any project, I also just, like, not really having expectations to, like, they're like, okay, here, just come in today and we'll see what we can make out of it. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That causes less stress for me, so I'm okay Mm. with doing that. (laughs) Um, but there is a balance between the two in mm-hmm. being a good musician. Right. Because, yeah, there are times whenever the stuff is all written mm-hmm. and it's, hey, come in, have this music ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's what happens in mm-hmm. the band classes mm-hmm. is that they go, 
we're doing these songs, learn them. <laughs> and For sure. when you walk into the room and you go, I don't know what I didn't do the work that you asked me to do. Man. That not only reflects on you as a student, but it reflects who you are mm -hmm. as a musician mm -hmm. and who you're going to be in the industry. Mm -hmm. And if you show up to a recording session where they asked you, hey, here's the chart or whatever, mm -hmm. here's the thing that we're learning, learn it. Mm -hmm. And you show up and you're like, oh, it's just, I'm just, I just thought I was going to wing it. Mm -hmm. And then, well, we're not calling that person anymore. Yep. <laughs> See, I, the first semester that I came, which was last fall of 2017, I had Joe as my first band teacher. And I just remember we had a conversation about this. And he's like, if you are going to be, and I will, I'm going to remember this conversation like forever. <laughs> just because I felt like what he said is just so true. Right. He said, Everyone that you will have a band with or even people that you have classes with, they're all watching you. You may not think that they're watching you, but they will remember you and know if you are the person to call or if you're the person who's always late and forgets to do their work mm -hmm. or that band member who never was able to be prepared yeah, or whatever, for whatever reason, people will remember that. And yeah. those are the people who you want to call you for like events and things mm -hmm. for whatever reason. Yeah. So I always made sure that, like, I'm 30 minutes early to, like, everything. And then, like, <laughs> I practice my stuff ahead of time. Yeah. Because I'm also that person who just likes to have things done yeah, on exactly. time. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm also eternally apologizing for never getting back to you about the songs that we were working on. <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, time is not over, and right, we yeah. are still alive, so yeah. we can still work on those yeah. songs. Uh, but I do have a recital that I'm working on, so it's like, yeah, We'll sorry. work on that first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is my main excuse, but still. <laughs> um, do you want to have a bigger band? Um, I've already been thinking about having another band with that's a little bit more rock mm -hmm. base just because I don't know. I like doing that stuff too. Yeah. And I like having that energy of being a little bit more edgy. So I've already been thinking about having Tanner and then myself and adding a drummer and mm -hmm. adding a bass person. Yeah. So we could have a different band, but still have bedtime as our yeah, yeah. main thing. <laughs> um, is it necessary to, like, make a side project for all of the things? <laughs> I don't know. I guess. I don't know. No, I don't think so. Well, I'm not saying that just because yeah. of that, but mm -hmm. I'm just kind of thinking out loud that if... Um, I mean, yeah, if the band members are different, that's mm -hmm. probably a sign for a different mm -hmm. name. Mm -hmm. But if it's all, like led by the same mm -hmm. person then <laughs> you know you're probably right <laughs> I guess it's more of like I'm thinking genre wise like that's the only reason why I would yeah, want yeah. to make it a different name but 
I don't know. Mm. But at the same time, there's, like, this really big part of me that's, like, why do I only have to, like, stick to one genre? Like, Mm -hmm. why can't I be this band or artist and also do all of these other genres within that name? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's a question that I ask myself a lot. (laughs) Right. And that's actually a hole that I've been trying to avoid Mm -hmm. myself in that – I have been putting everything out as just my name mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to just be like the first stuff I ever put out per se. Mm-hmm. That's just my SoundCloud was electronic ambient music. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I started writing songs mm-hmm. and I have songs with like a band and stuff. And then composition stuff so maybe video gamey stuff or film scoring stuff or even just proper compositions um that's still me Mm -hmm. and I don't really want to put a different name under it Mm -hmm. because it's all it's all you me um plus it would get even more confusing if it was just like my electronic ambient stuff is you know Mm -hmm. blah 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 Mm -hmm. and this this and it's mm-hmm. all like three different people or something, and that that gets hard to keep track of, right? Or making three different Instagram accounts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ugh, I know social media. <laughs> I only honestly, I only like Instagram, and that's about it. Mm. I don't really care for any of the others because <laughs> I'm not really active on any of the others. <laughs> um, and I kind of mentioned this earlier, but you're good at social media. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, what does that even mean <laughs> to be good at social media? I don't even know. I didn't even really consider myself good at social media. <laughs> I just, I guess I didn't really start posting stuff until last spring. And that's just because I started modeling mm. um, for fun Mostly to, like, stick it to all the modeling agencies that didn't want me. (laughs) So I'm like, look at me. I'm still modeling. I don't need an agency. Sure. But I I also just think it's fun. Yeah. It's just a fun. It's another creative thing that I just like to put Mm -hmm. on makeup and be a character, I guess, Mm -hmm. of whatever I'm trying to portray in those photos. Yeah. (laughs) So, but thank you for thinking that I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, because you... It's a weird thing, but, like, it – and they probably teach this in all of the classes and all of the weird courses that you can take (laughs) on YouTube or something. Um, (laughs) But, like, having a structure Mm -hmm. to your posts Mm -hmm. and having a a pattern Mm -hmm. that people go, oh, this is Ellie's post Mm -hmm. and I already recognize Mm -hmm. that. Because you have, like, the thing where you mm-hmm. have, like, a song quote. And you mm-hmm. have your picture. And, mm-hmm. like, then you have the hashtags. And it's, like, it's all, like, yes. nicely set up. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I did think about those. Like, each picture that I post, I try to, like, have it match with either the mood I'm feeling that day or, <laughs> like, the mood that I was, like, thinking about during the picture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then it also gives me a chance to, like, talk about music that I like and hopefully have people listen to it, which I don't know if they do or not, but hey. Yeah. I did it. (laughs) But already, like, you're putting out this vibe Mm -hmm. of, like, 
hey, it's like poetic. Mm -hmm. It's pretty. I mean, you have professional photography. And so, yeah, like you can have like phone selfies on your social Mm -hmm. media. But like it's really cool to see like, oh, these are all professional pictures. And so it makes your image look more solid. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I... And I say that as a compliment, but also as, as sort of like advice to other mm-hmm. people who are trying social media mm-hmm. and like, oh, why don't people like my stuff? And mm-hmm. it's like, well, like taking a random mm-hmm. couch selfie and just being like mood that says a different thing <laughs> yeah. than having like mm-hmm. a professional photograph mm-hmm. and be like, hey, look, I have a show coming mm-hmm. up and it's mm-hmm. on this day. And mm-hmm. it's like, wow, this seems really structured and it looks like they're mm-hmm. going to be a good show yeah (laughs) and I also try to like because as much as I like posting the photo shoots that I do I also like posting stuff about other people and other events like at least on my Instagram story is like Mm -hmm. magic munch box when they had stuff like I like posting stuff about theirs and if I go to their shows I'll post Mm -hmm. like my whole story will be about them yeah yeah which I think is also good because as much as like I know it's supposed to be about yourself, but at the same time, it's like, I don't want to see someone's Instagram post and it's only about them (laughs) the whole entire time. And I'm just like, okay, got it. Cool. (laughs) Next. Yeah. Um, No, and that's really good because uh, that's actually something else I've been wanting to talk to you about is that you're good at supporting local music. Oh, yes. Um. I I'm really it. bad at that. <laughs> um, I guess I don't know what the question is, but like, how? Why? <laughs> uh, how and why? Okay, so most of the bands that I usually post are bands that are like I have friends that are yeah, in yeah. the bands. Like, um, for instance, Chelsea Days. I'm going to go to their show on this Friday, but they before Chelsea Days. Two of the band members in that band had love seats. And I worked with Ashton, who Mm. is one of the vocalists in that band. But I'm like, we go to school together. We work together. We're friends. Like, I might as well support you. Like, I like your stuff. Um, Same with, like, Munchbox. There's, There's, like, really trippy, alternative, funky music thing i don't even know how to explain it i'm like that's cool they're they have also just watching them perform on stage is a whole nother level of yeah back to that performing thing whenever you perform like the music feels mm -hmm. it makes the experience exactly and i'm like and they perform they perform (laughs) and it's funny because i know all of them and i'm like where did you guys go? <laughs> Where did you come from? Yeah. Who is this other person on stage? Mm. <laughs> um, Where did you come from, Cotton Eye Jim? <laughs> Sorry, you said like two of the lines, so. <laughs> I mean, you had to throw it in there at some point. <laughs> um, same with like youth, Useless Randy. Like they mm. have cool stuff. I just, I'm all about. We're all artists. I don't see why we have to make everything competition. Like, mm-hmm. we might as well just support each other. Yeah. If we're all going for this. Yeah. Um, And it, I mean, the hard part, too, is that 
uh, I've been seeing this conversation happening that it seems like the music industry, at least here, mm -hmm. is mostly being supported by other musicians. Right. And, and that makes it super hard for yeah. us to even, like, get above a threshold mm -hmm. of being accepted as a music mm -hmm. industry. I Yeah, it's, some, it's a common theme that I've definitely noticed through shows that I've been to. Because one that I went to for Munchbox on 89th Street, like most of the people there were mostly band members. Yeah. And it's just like, it's kind of, like it's great. Like I'm glad yeah, that yeah. bands have the courtesy to stay there because I think that that's a courtesy that all people in bands should have because mm -hmm. a lot of them don't do that. I'm like, you're in this. Why aren't you here? Anyway. <laughs> That's another tangent. I'm bad about that as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> we all have our moments, mm. but, like, I don't know. And then it's just, like, either them and then a few friends that they invited. Mm -hmm. And it's just, like, why is no one else listening to this? Yeah. More people should be invested. A lot of it, I feel like, is lack of advertisement that's happening, like, in the city. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel like 89th Street or like, um, what's that? Mm. Well, I mean, I think they do. It's just that like, it can only go so, so far. So far, yeah. Because who's following the music venues? Right. People that go to the music, music venues places. or yeah. people that want to play mm -hmm. at those music venues. Mm -hmm. I follow a bunch of music venues Same. on social media because I want to play on the yes. on their stages. Mm -hmm. Um, but if the, if like the Gazette mm -hmm. isn't posting enough about, and they are posting a lot about mm -hmm. the local music scene, but for example, if the OK Gazette isn't mm -hmm. posting about the music scene, then how is everyone else going to know mm -hmm. that, hey, look, there's a music scene, mm -hmm. there's things that are worth going to, mm -hmm. um, if the Oklahoman and, like, any local news, like, TV mm -hmm. stations aren't sharing that, hey, look, hey, look, here's ACM, hey, look, here's all the places that music is happening. Mm -hmm. If we don't encourage the fact that, like, there's a scene there's here. A thing. <laughs> Check us out. But, like, instead it's just, oh, hey, I came to your show. Will you come to my, my show? show? <laughs> <laughs> um. And that's hard because there's only so many of us. And then the rest of us that are still trying mm -hmm. to keep afloat might just, like, fall off. And then the rest of us will fall off. Yeah. <laughs> um, even bands that, like, our teachers here mm -hmm. are in, mm -hmm. um, with the exception of, like, the Flaming Lips, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they necessarily have that problem in the same way. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but um, the fact that, like, Equilibrium mm -hmm. doesn't have, like, a packed house all the mm -hmm. time, even though, like, Chris Hicks and Than Medlam mm -hmm. are top-notch musicians. Mm -hmm. um, and also, Than Medlam is Jesus. But that's he a separate is. point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, like... The fact that even our instructors who are, to us, the 
best musicians mm-hmm. that we've seen, mm-hmm. they're struggling. It's like, then mm-hmm. how are we supposed to make it? Yeah, yeah. by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Adam Ledbetter, who is just a monster at everything that he does. He's so good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I, I'm more just saying that non-musicians need to support local music. Yes. Even outside of Oklahoma mm-hmm. City and mm-hmm. Tulsa or mm-hmm. whatever Oklahoma, I know this is an Oklahoma-based podcast because of where I am. <laughs> but um, anywhere else, like, go ask around and go, oh, hey, where is there live music? Mm-hmm. Because your favorite band started out playing local venues, venues uh, whether that's just a bar mm-hmm. every other week or, you know, some sketchy area <laughs> venue that, like, it's a gig. It's a gig. It might pay, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Question mark. Um, Only in food. Right. And that's that's a whole separate problem. Yeah. That... Um, Dr. Pants not getting paid is ridiculous. <laughs> it is. First of all, because who would hurt that man? I know. He's so nice. <laughs> he likes donuts. Yeah. <laughs> he gives everyone donuts. Exactly. He's probably at a loss from just like throughout the course of playing music. He's probably spent more money on donuts, donuts than, than actually like, receiving venues back. have been paying him. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe like stuff has been cool in the past. But, like, I mean, I remember in a class he said that um, publishing actually made him a lot more money than, uh, like, playing gigs. Because mm-hmm. I think uh, Donuts was on the Today Show or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, hey, here's a cool paycheck. It's like, whoa, great, thanks. Yay, money. <laughs> um, as opposed to, like, you know, planning weeks to months to put together a set list and rehearse Mm -hmm. and then put a show together and then a certain venue that will not be named being like, no, sorry, is like, Mm -hmm. that's just, why should we even play here then? Exactly. Why should we play anywhere then? And it's, it (laughs) kind of sucks because I feel like a lot of venues are kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Like, what's the point of only getting ten dollars mm-hmm. what's the point of playing then yeah and you're playing like for a good solid hour yeah a exactly. lot of the time that's a lot of energy and I don't think a lot of people realize that that's a lot of energy that you're putting out there you're showing people your music and you're giving it your all right just so at the end of the night you get some lousy ten dollars if you get anything at right all. exactly and if it's like and also venues that are oh, hey, we want a full big band. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, cool. Then instead of splitting it between one or two people, you're splitting it with, between five people. Mm-hmm. And so now you have to, now everyone gets even less mm-hmm. because you wanted a bigger sound at your thing. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it sucks because as much as I'm an idiot and don't show up to local shows <laughs> because it, I'm like, I can't be paying $10 every other night. Oh, geez. Um, 
it adds up. I feel that. It does add up. (laughs) It does add up. I think that's also why I definitely go to free shows because I know I can pay the free 99 fee. Yeah. Not 10. Right. But the musicians aren't making money off of that. And it sucks because it's like, again, it's all the musicians that are supporting the other musicians. And we're like, we're not making money. Are you? No. I mean, (laughs) that's why I'm here. (laughs) Cool. We're all in the same boat. Yeah. (laughs) We're just all poor together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no. Your favorite band started out as a local band. Think about that. (laughs) You may find your new favorite band Mm -hmm. in a local venue. Yeah. Um, So, I don't know. There's a magic and non-magic in that as well. Because earlier we were talking about like, oh, like the Beatles and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And they played at some bar in Germany for Mm -hmm. ever, like Mm -hmm. eight hour long sets. Uh, And I mean, would you go back in time and see the Beatles in that time and be like, oh, my gosh, these are the Beatles? Like, no, you just. You probably thought, ah, shut up. Yeah, exactly. They're terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And they probably were. But it took all of that work Mm -hmm. for them to become the Beatles. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, (laughs) we're putting in that work, too, but we can't go anywhere Mm -hmm. if there's no one else listening. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm sure all these bands love listening to us, but they're probably tired of listening to us over and over again, supporting the same artist. Yeah. But thank you. Yeah. And I feel kind of weird, like, putting the same set list or a similar set list together for the people that I know will be there Mm -hmm. that were at my last show. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, sorry, guys, this is just the same song again. (laughs) You're going to have to listen to it again. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I like this song. I don't think you like this song the 12th time. (laughs) (laughs) But... Hopefully you kind of still like it. Thanks for being here, though. (laughs) I appreciate your presence. (laughs) But the more people that show up, Mm -hmm. the more people that that song is new to them. Mm -hmm. So. (laughs) More people should come out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you. Is there a better way of doing this? Oof. (laughs) I mm, you did business school. There's something there, I right? Did, I don't know. I did. Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's all back to promotion for me. And I, it's not like because I was also talking about Ryan Hendricks about this, mm. about promotion and stuff like that. And we were talking about a specific band um, on Monday, and we were talking about like, okay, is it the venue's fault or is it the band's fault that they're not promoting mm-hmm. enough? For their show. And I think we both came up to the conclusion of like, a venue can only promote your band so much. Right. I feel like if you have a band and you want to go far in it, you and your bandmates need to like do your best to like promote it. Even yeah, yeah. if you hate social media, mm-hmm. because people look at social media. That's yeah. the truth. Like, yeah. no one really gets a newspaper and is like, oh, 
that band's playing that day. Let's go see them. Like, no one really yeah. does that anymore. Yeah. So I think social media is— Also, if you're buying a newspaper, like— why? why are you you have better investments to make? But yeah, sorry. Why are, go ahead. You, <laughs> why are you wasting paper yes. like that? <laughs> Such a waste of paper. Right. But social media. Social media, I think, is a lot of it. I think I see like bands like Munchbox. Like I always see them posting mm-hmm. something. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. Same with my friends, Chelsea Days. Like they're a new band, but they're always posting something at least mm-hmm. every week yeah. about stuff that they're working on Mm -hmm. oh look listen to this song that we just started making you should check it out when you come see us live or whatever Mm -hmm. so i think a lot of it is like bands and even like each person in the band promoting in their own social media should like do Mm -hmm. that and i think that helps Mm -hmm. um yeah i still suck at social media (laughs) and like the other part is that for me it takes Mm -hmm. a long time because I'm posting all of the links to wherever else anyone can get the podcast. <laughs> and so it's like, it's a lot of copy pasting. Uh, <laughs> it is. Um, but like, I'm just lazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I think that, yeah, that will always have an impact mm-hmm. as long as people are seeing that. Just don't go to my Facebook because it's all memes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Unless you want memes. Yeah. Yeah. If you friend me and you're like, oh, what is this? All it is is memes. It's like, that's the point. You know, you knew you were getting. Memes are important. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Is there anything else to add on that local scene topic? No, just keep (laughs) supporting us local artists. (laughs) Yeah. Um, how, How else can we make money? That's not a rhetorical question. That's like an actual question. How else can we make money? <laughs> um, I mean, for me, I am interested in a lot of aspects of the music industry. Mm-hmm. Yes, performing and writing music is my favorite form. Um, but I also find like being a booking agent mm-hmm. is like another cool thing to venture into. So that would be cool. Um I also have seen a lot of my friends who do photography. Mm-hmm. Like that's another form of like yeah, yeah. you doing art and also getting paid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, which I think a lot of a lot of people I don't think realize like to be an artist, you need to have more than just one hat. Sure. You need to have multiple hats. Mm-hmm. To Especially be nowadays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you're just not going to eat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I would say, like, Nick is one of my people that I look up to. Nick Lay, Mm -hmm. Ryan Hendricks, Sephra, Mm -hmm. like, all of them, they have so many hats that they play, so many roles that they dive themselves into, like, Mm -hmm. production. I want to learn production. I definitely, I think it's kind of silly if you are a singer and you're like, I don't want to learn that. That's too hard. Like, why not? Mm Mm-hmm. You yeah. should just know it. Like, even even if you don't know exactly what it is it, and you're just exploring, messing with it, you could have a conversation with someone who is also in production and be like, hey, this one thing I did one time, I just pressed this button, and I think we should try it for this. And yeah, then yeah. they would be like, oh, okay, cool, I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, even yeah. having 
that dialect with someone in production yeah. can make it so much easier for you to communicate mm-hmm. with someone. Yeah, well, and as a producer myself and engineer that, like, it is super helpful mm-hmm. whenever someone is, hey, I know that this is my, like, output setup, mm-hmm. so if you want to, you know, do it this way, mm-hmm. that'll make your job easier. Mm-hmm. And it's like, great, thanks for knowing that so that whenever I'm setting stuff up, mm-hmm. it doesn't mess me up anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually really liked that um, it wasn't this time, but last year, um, a band had a keyboard mm-hmm. and they were like, hey, yeah, the the left one doesn't work so do the right output mm-hmm. I was like great that saved me like five minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's a, it, little things like that or even taking the live sound class mm-hmm. that has helped me so much yeah learning how to when you're in a studio or if you're in a band learning how to wrap cables and like pick up your stuff and move on that way someone else can go into the next into the studio or like put up their stuff for their next set, like, that makes it so much easier. Over, under, please. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I normally just don't let other people wrap up cables, Mm -hmm. even if it's like, oh, we set up a whole bunch of stuff, and then uh, I'll be in the other room, like, breaking Mm -hmm. stuff down. They're like, is there anything I can do? And I'm like, no, the rest is just rolling up cables. (laughs) And you'll do it wrong. Please do not. (laughs) please do not touch it (laughs) um but yeah if i really appreciate whenever someone like a performer hands me a rolled up cable Mm -hmm. that is correct and i'm like ah yes so much time saved yeah yeah so i remember the little things everyone it really is i (laughs) i remember one night i was in the studio and it was on the second floor and we knew that we were like cutting it close like it was almost time for us to leave Mm-hmm. Um, and we already heard like the other people coming in mm-hmm. and it finally hit nine and literally in eight minutes we picked up everything and there was like a full like drum kit. Mm-hmm. There was guitar. Mm-hmm. We had those, um, those sound boxes set yeah, up yeah. and stacked. We picked it all up in mm-hmm. like less than eight minutes. Yeah. And Stuart was like. Oh, my God. Like, I've never seen anyone pick up this room so fast. That yeah. saved so much time. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I just think little things like that, mm. that musicians, singers should probably, like, think about. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing that you're talking about that, like, Joe had said, that everyone that you're interacting with is, like, they remember you. Mm-hmm. They're watching you. Mm-hmm. And... While these are, like, fun, friendly, musical relationships, mm-hmm. these are also professional mm-hmm. relationships. And so whenever you do break down a room really quickly and mm-hmm. really well, hey, look, these people are considerate of our time mm-hmm. and each other's time. Mm-hmm. I like them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be happy the next time that they're here. Mm-hmm. I would be happy to work with them. Mm-hmm. All of that mm-hmm. adds up. Right. But if you're a diva over emails Mm -hmm. and over, like, whenever someone's running sound for you, um, you're not going to get a call back. Mm -hmm. So just be kind. 
Yeah, be kind. <laughs> be helpful if you can. Be respectful of people's time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All important things. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Where can we find you and your things? <laughs> you can find me on Flower Boy, but boy with an I, underscore 94 for Instagram, because that's where I mostly do all my social media. Yeah. But also, I have a Twitter now, and it's under the same name. So Yeah. And then Snapchat, if yeah. you're into that. But I'm And then really. your band. And then my band. We are Bedtime the Band. You can find us on Instagram, social, or <laughs> I was about to say social media, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, SoundCloud, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, sweet. Thank you again for doing this with me. Thank you this for having me. A interesting ride of conversation topics. <laughs> we eventually landed on music and stayed there. But, yeah, you know, we knew we would. Yeah, it's music. <laughs> We're into music. It's yeah. a thing. <laughs> really, we we like music. Uh, you know, who would have thought? Me, I don't like music. <laughs> oh, okay, well, you're doing pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. I love I love music. <laughs> um, well. I'm Santiago Ramones. And I am Ellie Tostado. You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music. You can download my demo, Songs with Words, for free, or you can pay for it for however many monies you want to pay for. <laughs> um, I have a show, two shows coming up. April 10th is an electric pizza show, which is free pizza. Pizza. And free electronic experimental music um, that will involve more than just uh, the trio that is known as Power Cycle. It will be Power Cycle and Friends. Um, So prepare yourself for weird experimental music and free pizza. (laughs) It's free. It's at the Jazz Lab, 730. It's free. Yeah. Free. April 10th. (laughs) And then the next day, it's my graduate composition performance. Um, I am in grad school for music composition, and this is the culmination of all of the things that I've been doing for it. It's been a lot, and it's been really hard to get all of these music- musicians together and playing all the same stuff so that I can put on a show for you. Uh, if there is, If there was ever a show that you were ever like, Okay, I guess I'll go. Make it this one because this is it's it. the biggest thing that I've put together. The awesome <laughs> thing. Um, and there will be cool electronic music. There's going to be some choir stuff. There's going to be uh, a brass quintet, some piano solos. Mm-hmm. And I'm navigating the ideas of music and technology in the future and all of the philosophical concepts that may be involved in all of that. Uh, As well as just like some cool stuff that I wrote and uh, some video games and some people that we talked about and are in the room may or may not be singing (laughs) in that thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yes, that is the culmination of all of my stuff. Go to the Jazz Lab at 7.30 on April 11th. It'll be fun. It'll be great. Um, I'm super excited and also very anxious. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot. But seriously, 
Um, but also, you can find this podcast on my website, SantiagoRamones.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Play, and Spotify, and Stitcher, I think. Um, yeah, I was on my podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong. <laughs>